This is a Lit Match production. Ooh, ah, that's hot. Hi, testing, testing. Looks good on my end. Looks good on my end. So, hi, how are you? I'm good. It's not as hot. I had to move my succulents from my kitchen windowsill. I have them on my desk now. I can see them uh, because they were starting to fry. Like, they, it wasn't like a dead plant. It was like as if I had cooked them in a fire. I felt really bad when I, I like, keyed into a it. A crispy boy. Yeah, my succulents turned into full-on crispy boys. <laughs> <laughs> so I just moved them out of the windowsill because I, I felt bad. Before we get too far, let's do quick introductions here. I am Jay. My pronouns are they, them. I am a runner, a yogi, and a very, very sweaty boy. Uh, and I'm Haley. My pronouns are also they, them. And um, I am 26 and mostly sort of just confused. <laughs> Sometimes I guess I'm a little overwhelmed, but that doesn't sound as good. <laughs> Hi, I'm Haley, and I'm doing my best. It's, it's really hot. Uh, I keep getting texts from Con Ed being like, we're expecting a heat wave. If your power goes out, text us. Thanks. And I'm just like, Thanks, Con Ed. Can't, can't, you, ugh, ugh, can't you plan for this? We're all at home. We've all been at home for this many months. Like, it's the last week of July. It is July 27th right now. Like, it's hot. You know it's hot. Can't you prepare? Can't you build your systems to be prepared for this? No. When I'm in charge. When you're in charge. Yeah. Of the subway and also electric and gas. When you're a robber baron. Exactly. I'm literally incompetent. I can't. It's been a year since I moved to Queens. And um, I remember talking to my friend about this uh, because I was moving and I've always had anywhere between two and three. So I guess two or three. other roommates and anyone but me has always been the more responsible one to put their names on the bills so I've never had to like sign up for a con edison account really yeah because I am depressed and non-functional and all of my past roommates are more functional than me uh in my manic drive to live by myself and or live away from home I was always the first person to live in the new apartment because Ah. I either wanted to get out of the old apartment or um, I needed to stay and everyone else had somewhere else to go and I had nowhere else to go. So my name was always on the utilities and then I've been living alone for coming up on five years, I guess. Amazing. Um, but yeah, it was when I lived with people in college, it was always my name on the utilities, which was both nice and also a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, we, it was, I don't know. I'm just, I've grown up a lot. I've become. You have grown up a lot. Wait, I'd been thinking about this the other day. I wanted to bring your, your recent adventures in cooking to the pod. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so... Today's big topic we're going to talk about eventually, we'll get to, is, is quarantine vibes, uh, all about quarantine. Uh, we recorded our second episode like two weeks ago, and we lost it. So uh, we're, we're taking another crack at a quarantine conversation. And part of that, yeah, is growing up. I was it just, it's all, I mean, it's always all in my brain all the time. But like, I've been thinking a lot about recently I've gotten 
I may edit this out, but I've gotten hyper fixated on some like really traumatic memories from nine summers ago. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking about uh, these past memories and had just like two hours ago texted somebody for photos that he took back in 2011 to, to I'm celebrating a friend's birthday digitally and his wife who is also my friend is collecting uh, memories and little blurbs for him um, and so I wanted to send him a picture of this from us in college in 2011 and so it's like in the ether in the brain right now thinking about um, the past and the history but like when I was in college I would eat like instant mashed potatoes every day because I like didn't know how to do anything else <laughs> both like mentally and physically and spiritually and emotionally <laughs> uh, which is why it was never my name on the utilities bill because <laughs> I was too busy eating instant potatoes well, I know so. that I am not the only person to have hands in this but um we're so proud of we I'm speaking for all of us now um (laughs) I'm so proud of your cooking like every day every time it's incredible it's what a journey honestly I used to tell people that I one I don't I until four months ago did not cook meat at home I would order it out but ate accidentally vegetarian at home for a variety of reasons we can cover at some point Uh, but I just didn't cook meat one because I was afraid of it two because it's fucking disgusting to touch a chicken out of a package it's so gross and it's so gross and three because I would always (laughs) it's always my go-to excuse when I was (laughs) whenever I was hung over in places I wasn't supposed to be hung over in I would be like oh yeah I just ate some bad chicken or like had a bad cooking chicken experience yesterday and now I'm sick I have heard you use that excuse both in person and in story (laughs) and now that I know how to like (laughs) cut a chicken into cubes and just fucking put it in a saucepan until it's cooked (laughs) now I just have to admit it now I just have to be like yeah it's a Tuesday at 1 30 (laughs) p.m. I'm sorry. So what? It's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's you know, you get hangovers until it's twenty. It's a twenty-four hour cycle now. It's. I'll drink one beer and be out until like eleven a.m. the next day. It's painful. Rest in peace. Brutal. I know. Easter Easter Sunday. (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking about. Uh, yes, so I never cooked. I cook now because there's time. Because you can. Because I can. I learned how. I mean, my sort of always, it's, I'm not very creative, but I now can, like, come home from a run and heat up leftovers. That's, like, some eggplant that I baked and some fake meat that I made, non-meat, substitute meat. I don't know, whatever they call it. Uh, but yeah, you know, a starch, a veg, a meat or a fake meat. It's pretty good. I mean, I'm pretty healthy You're now. doing real well. Cooking isn't as hard as it's made out to be. It's just some, like, base skills, and then you continue to yeah. level up. I, I would disagree that you're not very creative. You write. Oh, thanks. I don't write. I cook, but I don't write. No, I'm... I'm in the kitchen, ding Oh, well then. <laughs> I took it as a broad sweep. You're so sweet, I'm, though. I am you. not very creative, save for in the kitchen. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to make? Depends what kind of mood I'm in. Sometimes I really like to... I really like things with a lot of steps um, and a lot okay. of, like, small tasks. I love prepping vegetables. I find it to be so, like, soothing and peaceful to just, like really nicely cut up a bunch of different things a bunch of different ways um yeah uh, which is funny because I know people who like that's their least favorite thing to do they have like slap chop and you know stuff like that and whatever or we'll buy like the (laughs) pre-prepped vegetables and like I like the process um 
I used to be, I didn't used to be, I like, I used to look to recipes more for like ideas and creativity and the ways I had been eating Mm. had been shifting enough that I was like usually looking, you know, for the most part occasionally or, or often enough. And now I've just hit a point where like I can freeform it. I can make some shit up and it's good. Like I'll, I'll give it to other people and they'll be like, Whoa. And I'll be like, I was just fucking around. Um, and I really like it. Oh my God. Um, And I didn't start like cooking, cooking. Honestly, like the first summer we hung out together, I was thinking of that the other day because I made rice with the salsa in it the same way that I did that summer that uh-huh. I haven't in a long time because I haven't had absolutely no money in a long, in a while. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, so I was doing that and I was thinking about that the other day and just like how much things have changed and how far um, a number of things have come, but mostly my cooking. Um, because I didn't cook at all really when I was in high school because I wasn't allowed to because it was my mom's kitchen and not mine. But I used to um, mm. <laughs> bake really, really elaborate things in the middle of the night because um, it was good time to be up and by myself. Uh, so yeah. I used to be really into elaborate baking, which I hadn't, I had really let go. I send everybody like cookies around the holidays because that's something I enjoy doing. And then probably a few years ago before the whole like big quarantine swell about it, but like, I'm going to say probably 2017, like a nice crossroads between absolute crippling depression and healing. I got really into baking bread. Um, which was a really fun project that I'd like to delve back into, but in truth... Well, now you can't because there's no wheat. Or there's yeast no or... wheat. We've yeeted the wheat. What is it? What is it? What do you need? Yeast? Flour? Flour? Yeah, I said... Yeah. Flour. Flour is what you need. I think that's over now. Um, I hope. Is I don't it? know. I haven't been in any sort of real place listeners if you're still having trouble getting flour if the economy and agriculture has completely collapsed by the time this episode comes out uh (laughs) look at this as a relic of the past weeks from now um no i used to be really (laughs) into like baking breads and i had like i had grown my own sourdough starter for a while and like that's the other thing is sometimes people are like oh you did that like you know how and like there was a good long time everything I made was absolutely disgusting and inedible, but it looked really pretty, <laughs> and I'm full of pride, so I ate it anyway, uh, and also broke, so well, I couldn't buy more food. Was, yeah, I was like, you can't put that... Can't throw it out, ways. can't throw That's... food away, um, but no, uh, I've, I've come, a, come up against the fact that, like, the really next big, like, cooking steps I want to take, I currently, like don't have the life stability for i can't keep a starter alive like i'm not physically stable or settled enough to do that and i don't have a garden so i can keep cruising where i'm cruising which is really nice uh and fun but i also don't always have the money to do that so it is what it is cooking and money is very intertwined eating and money is very intertwined food justice is an important topic friends and we'll talk all about food and money and then a later episode. I like just alluding to when we'll talk about things later. <laughs> like, I'm going to drop that and we'll talk about it later. Hope it got you thinking. I, I need, I need, I need verbal processing. This is, this is something I'm learning a lot about myself in quarantine. Uh, mostly that everything I knew about myself is right. And I need to trust my instincts and do better for myself. Isn't that wild? Like, you <laughs> knew. I, just, I know. You know. Oh, they know. If you have a gut feeling. No, I don't know. I don't That's mean about us. Part. I mean about them. Oh, if yeah. you have a gut feeling. Yeah. You better. You better run with it. Yeah. I just I feel like. I finally have time to sit and think and simmer uh which is bad (laughs) in a lot of ways but also very very good in a lot of ways as I mentioned we like I get hyper fixated on things and I can't let them go which is good when I'm like happy and celebrating happy things but bad when I'm like constantly bringing up sad upsetting memories (laughs) which has been the last week and a half 
so it's nice to be able to talk about things and I yeah this will be episode four um and yeah I just feel like there's so much I want to say and so much I want to say with you and so much I want people to listen to because I've got I mean Twitter is nice because you can shout it into its space and you don't know if anyone is listening uh but this is better no, I, because I get I get to say it out loud and talk for an hour at a time I definitely value like <laughs> capital C conversation um and that's not yeah. something you get everywhere or with everyone and I was saying to you today and like listening back to the other episodes like a it's an absolute joy b we're so fucking funny and c we're incredibly funny um like there are things that i don't know that like either that i've ever said out loud before or that like i've fully realized until it's come out of my mouth and now i have to listen to it um (laughs) verbal processing (laughs) is wild and like it's really crazy i don't know i and to your point of like it's quarantine and now I can sit and I can deal with this. Like I was in a really bad spot coming out of college. And my first two years after that, my first two and a half, maybe three years after that, like I was really living by myself, but I was also giving my absolute everything I had to whatever job I had at the time, which was very unhealthy in Mm -hmm. a different way. And for a variety of reasons. Um, But I had spent, like, my other big focus was, like, I'm going to get my shit together. I'm going to figure out, like, who I am and what I want and whatever, whatever. All of which was, you know, constantly changing. But um, it's really interesting in the past, like, calendar year to finally be, like, wow. Um, And I've talked to, at the time, like, I was, like, I'm going to try and do this personal work with this alone time that I have and it didn't feel like anything was happening or that I was doing Mm. the right work or working hard enough or whatever and now like two three four years later I can finally just start to see the like tiny sprouts of the work I've done in the ways in which I've changed because of it um which I feel really good about but like it didn't feel like anything then and it's only just now that I can sort of start to see it happening so it's I'm really curious as to where everyone's going to be with all this newfound time and that's not a remark on any work you've been doing at all but like I know that you know that was one of the big focuses of people who were privileged enough to stay home during this of everyone was like oh I've been doing so much personal work and like whatever and like were you did you Let's see, you know, because like chilling in a face mask is not that work. Really gross shit usually is. (laughs) Yeah, I, I feel like I've been thinking a lot about how, well, sometimes I just feel like playing Stardew Valley and I'll be listening to a podcast and then I'll like put it on pause to go check the mail and I'll be walking down the stairs and be like wow I'm a useless human with no individuality or interesting or original thoughts and I really just depend on other people to do all my thinking for me and I'm like where did that come from (laughs) what is that no go away I was having a good day no No. Shove the this is this is like a true story. This happened to me last. No, week. I believe you. I just stood up and was like, "Why, why?" And I like got back in my apartment. It was like, mm. "It's hard. <laughs> it's rough." I hate I hate this because normally like you're spending that hour after work commuting and being angry and then being home and trying to eat or going out or going on a date or drinking or eating french fries or whatever and like instead of drinking and eating french fries and kissing cute girls like um contemplating existence (laughs) realizing i'm a slime (laughs) (laughs) i'm a human well that's it's also horrible 
I bump up against two different. I also realized I say that a lot. Um, you're going to keep hearing it, but I hit two very opposite ends of the spectrum in that, like, I often fear, which I guess is a step in itself, that I, like, I drink my own Kool-Aid, I buy into my own bullshit and have become an echo chamber. (laughs) Because, like, if it's just me and I'm doing all this personal work, like, Mm. who, I need somebody to keep me in check. I need a couple people that'll be, like, here and based in reality and not be like, yeah, you're just buying your own shit. That's also been one of the things I've realized out of this recently is, like, I'm kind of done buying my own shit. I'm really fucking tired of myself doing dumb shit. Um, (laughs) But then the other side of that completely is either, like, buying into huge societal ideas of, like, you know, ooh, you're slime, you depend on capitalism, you, you know, you've never had original thought in your life, which is obviously not true. And then also, like, (laughs) about myself, the number of um, different relationships and power dynamics in your life being Mm. chosen, being family, being whatever, like, oftentimes a lot of I put myself in a like well this was all my fault and like that wasn't that wasn't your fucking fault there's no way that was your fault yeah. uh you know which then like are you buying your own bullshit were you I'm gonna redact myself there are two sides to that box yeah yeah and I I feel like I think the the privilege point is a is a reasonable one to make and you know, people ask me how I'm holding up or how is it going? And I genuinely feel guilty asking or answering because I'm fine. Man, I'm more than fine. I'm the healthiest I've ever been in my entire life fine because I'm finally getting the space that I need and have been too afraid to take. I used to be very reliant on romantic relationships and then because I didn't have friends that I was connecting to in a way that I was striving for and then I relied on work and then travel for work and then recovering from the bad relationships or the over relationships like I've always been trying to relate to myself through other people and I also find that I have been afraid of, not of being alone, but afraid of like losing the few people I do care about because I have been left behind more than once. Uh, And so I think I've always been like, oh my God, I have five really close friends and I'm going to do whatever I can to make it work even if it means doing things that make me uncomfortable and the people who know me well or have known me for a long time can kind of see when that's happening and those people know why I'm behaving the way I'm behaving when I sometimes I lash out which I hate it's like my least favorite thing about myself is I I lash out when I'm not taking care of myself um I've gotten a lot better at that because I've systematically flatlined my emotional response to situations for good or for bad um but now I really feel like (laughs) like my my tolerance for being busy in quotes is very different now where like I did one two-hour thing yesterday and one two-hour thing the day before and was like god someone on Friday was like what are you up to this weekend and I was like I'm so busy because I have four hours of activity (laughs) in 48 hours I have four hours of things with other people to do and I'm very stressed out about it it is it's once you start having time like that it's so hard to let it go which is like I had gone Mm -hmm. from being so overscheduled just constant I was saying this the other day like I was a very scheduled kid like good bad or otherwise you know intent or effect I was a very scheduled child all the way through high school and then like went to college and we were involved in a lot of the same things and you know the time commitment that all of those things took um and you know and and did that with student teaching and like all of that stuff so I was like go 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 going 
And my first two years out of school, I worked three jobs um, and just had, you know, was always, always busy and would come home and collapse and wake up early the next morning and whatever, be working late on projects to go with these jobs or whatever, all this stuff. Um, And then after that, uh, while I was in grad school, I've had really a, a number of very different jobs that have had different time commitments depending on what they were and depending on time of year and things you know things like that but there was also a lot of like dead time there was a lot of a lot of dead time in between there and it is both I mean I never had it for any any sort of extension like the time that quarantine has gone on but like maybe a couple months at longest um of I might have been taking like a grad class or two grad classes um yeah there was one semester where I was taking classes but not working and then one semester where I was working but not taking classes um but you know which are different in their own ways but like other than that you know it's I was saying to somebody the other day that like this is the first time I've ever moved and not started work the next day um which because like I have a lot of made up rules and like you have to gotta have your shit together gotta have your shit lined up um and you know having that sort of time it's not dead time but that sort of quiet like reflective unscheduled not you know time without expectation is Mm. really challenging in a lot of ways um you know, and probably certainly, like, aside from my experiences, has led to much of the recent discovery we've been talking about on our last couple episodes, or, you know, of that, or yeah. making peace with my fucking body more, or, like, all kinds of things. I really like to spend time outside in, like, ways I had never thought about because I didn't live there and it wasn't a possibility. Um just a bunch of different things. It can be really hard. It's really hard. Yeah, and what I'm worried the most about is is going back. And I, I like I have a lot of fear even in that like sentiment of like I and I know I like think very progressively about systems and whatever because that's something I enjoy picking apart in that way and I have the knowledge to do so and whatever, but like we shouldn't go back. Things are not going to be the way they were, whether we want them to be or not. And I think it would be really yeah. smart if we started imagining and envisioning and working towards new systems. But, like, that's not a safe or, you know, that's a that's a, a thing to say from a place of privilege because whatever fallout there is would not affect me as heavily as it would affect other people. Um, yeah. And also there's a lot of collapse that comes before rebirth so yeah but i there's some some interesting work to be done and it scares me when people say like oh when things go back to normal which is not what i you know i don't know what you were gonna say but it scares me sometimes yeah well and i i think i think a clear difference between you and me is i just try to think of how i could say that in a different way but that's, that's fine that's, we can be different oh, We are different. It's very easy for me to disconnect from the larger why, which is another reason why I feel guilty about celebrating my time in quarantine, is like, how many New Yorkers are dead? And I I just, I can't live in that space because there's enough, there are enough cobwebs and shadows and You also have to be a person. Nasty sprites. You know, there are two sides to that. Which is something I fight with all the time. So many New Yorkers are dead. Yeah. You also like are worthy and deserve to have joy because you're feeling good about yourself and are healthy and taking care. Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes it's not black and sometimes it's not white and sometimes it's not gray. Sometimes like both of those things are true. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. the answer is just both. Yes, this is valid. Yes, this is valid. Yeah. Let's not waste our time. Yeah, and I, th- I think we don't get enough of that um, from anyone, myself included, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's it's very easy for me to be like, I love being alone. This is fine. The only thing that I would swap out, like I would love 
I would love for the disease to be done. I would love for the death to stop. Uh, I would love for my local library to be open. I also was thinking about my local library because I have recently moved and there's a whole new library for me out there that I can't go to. Sad. They're not even doing curbside. Well, I have a branch that's like, this is another tri- another point in the triangulation. <laughs> the other ones were lost. This is the of, singular point in the triangulation. Of, of finding exactly where I live. So I have a, a Queens library branch fairly close to where I am. Um, but they only, they opened up seven branches across the city. But there are a thousand libraries in the city. So my tiny guy that's up the road. It's not open, and I have four books on hold that I couldn't go pick up because my... And I wasn't here before quarantine started, so there are four books on hold, and I'm just waiting. Like, I keep... I check the website every couple of days to see if there's an update about openings so I could go and get the books right away before they get reshelved. Because <laughs> <laughs> they've been sitting in the hold section with my name on them now for six months. What are you reading? What am I reading? I just finished a book called Bowie's Bookshelf, which is a rock critic's 100 short essays on Bowie's list of 100 books. Ooh. What are your thoughts? It was very, very, very David good. Bowie is very important to us as a people. Ugh, TLDR. Yes. Continue. He is one of us. It was very good. Very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading more of this rock critic because uh, I really liked his style. The essays were all like two or three pages long. Um, I had, I've had i only read like five of the books on this list. Bowie was a prolific reader, allegedly. I did not realize. Uh, I would like to... I was like, next year I'm going to read all 100 books. And then I was like, that's a lot of that's, reading. That's a lot of books. <laughs> that's two books a week. So I think over the next couple of years, I would like to work my way through the 100. Because um, some of them were like comic strip publications and sort of miscellaneous, not a traditional mm-hmm. book that you would, you know. Uh, very expansive. What a man. I mean, just so great. Uh, but it was very, very good. Uh, I liked it a lot. It was a good. It was a good something different, and the the um, the bibliography is excellent too. A lot of good Bowie biography recommendations, which is a good jumping off point. Were you um, just? Is, I'm thinking about reading a hundred books. Um, I know I was a as a kid, just like ate any book I could get my hand on. Was just tearing through things. Yeah. Um, and in relation to my reading, you know, of recent years, that's very different. And sometimes I think about, you know, little me living at the library, uh, yeah, because I needed somewhere to be, but also because like I just I couldn't get enough. I couldn't couldn't stop. Yeah, I I'm reclaiming that a little bit in quarantine. Um, now that I'm not commuting, and I like my commute went from an hour to thirty five minutes, and fifteen of those thirty five minutes is a long mm-hmm. walk. So. Um, moving to Queens is the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> uh, but now that I'm not commuting, I like can wake up, do some yoga, go running, and then read for like half an hour before getting on online for work. That's a treat. And it's it's such a blessing <laughs> to like shake off the bad insomnia juju <laughs> with some exercise and also a book. <laughs> Someone else's thoughts and not my own. Um, Amen. I have... A question and a comment, and I'm going to say both, and then you can answer the question. Say them both at the same time. I guess I could a- ask them in an, a different order. Um, I've been struggling for years um, with being like a morning routine person because I, mm. I've tried a lot of different things, and a lot of them have been so like good and personally rewarding, and I just can't keep it up. And I'm not someone who particularly Mm -hmm. sleeps in either. I have very troubled sleep and like I'm not a late sleeper under any circumstance, but I have such a hard time. I had tried exercise. I had tried journaling. I had tried 
doing some breathing. I had been pulling tarot cards. Like I had been doing all these different things. I had tried going for a walk or sitting and drinking coffee or reading or like listening to a podcast or all these different things. And some of them I'd been able to keep up for some time and some of them I hadn't. And striking a balance in being very strict to a schedule and doing something every day and then also having the forgiveness to start over again. Um, Mm. that like, if you miss once, it's not, it's not done forever. Like start again, start tomorrow, start the next day. And I'm, I'm very much a, you miss it once and it's over kind of guy. Like I, I understand that compulsion because that's immediately where I am. And like, I also, I love the forgiveness of like, start tomorrow, start the next day, start over, keep going, keep trying. And that's also a new, a newer development, but like. I, I haven't found the right thing that works for me, and, but I'm very interested in what people do first thing in the morning, having done all these, you know, tried all these different things and done all this research. It's something I find fascinating. And then um, my follow-up question is, you had either, like, put on Instagram or, like, tweeted or something about being uh, a morning run guy now, and I would like you to say more about more, more to your feelings on that. <laughs> Why do you hate it? I want to kill what myself. Do you- <laughs> <laughs> I'm ashamed. <laughs> I'm ashamed of who I am. No, and this is this is a part of of I I promise I will answer your question. But in, no, it's in fine. Take it. Take it the long. Fashion, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take two hours to answer it. Uh, the only sound I enjoy is Haley's laughter in my own voice. So <laughs> we're doing this. <laughs> Everything else is just noise. Um, there is no joy. So. <laughs> I set my alarm for uh, 8 a.m. if I am not going running. I'm usually up between 6.30 and 7, so I will wallow in self-pity and or daydream for an hour. And then I will get on the mat and do yoga, brush teeth, wash, wash face. On the weekends, it's coffee. During the week, it's tea. And then uh, I will get dressed and read before walking the three steps across my studio apartment to my desk where I work. On the mornings that I run... Did you get a desk? Sorry, keep going. I did get a desk. Um, On mornings that I run, I get up at 7.15, so I'm on the concrete by 7.30, running anywhere between 3 and tomorrow I have to do 7. The reason why I started doing morning runs... As I'm getting older, I don't know. I, I don't know if it has anything to do with age or just my general sentiments. I've had more and more trouble running in the wintertime when it's dark. I used to live in a very well-lit sort of promenade part of Brooklyn. And I could easily do runs in well-lit space in the fall and the winter when it was dark. My current neighborhood is not quite like that. I'm kind of finding the places to go where that will work moving forward. I started running in the mornings this winter because I was having a lot of trouble being motivated after work to do anything. So if I was running three days a week, that's like three days a week, I'm not grocery shopping or preparing food or being with people. So I started running in the mornings because I would do just like short runs before work. So I kind of got into that routine a little bit. And then during quarantine, it was yoga in the morning, long walks or runs after work. And in the last like three or four weeks, it's been 96 degrees with 69% humidity every single day. And it's brutalizing. So I'll get up at 7 run between 7.30 and 8.30 and then chill out after work or take a short walk or record a podcast or do D&D or mm. whatever. Like having more evenings open has been nice for both personal projects and in general. Because uh, that was a thing too. I'm now marathon training. So I'm running four days a week instead of three days a week. So Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, now I used to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Um, so just having the extra time in the evenings, but I am a person who has had mild to moderate insomnia since I was seven or eight. And I used to think it was just like 
growing pains and then puberty and then I was in high school and not sleeping and then I was in college and not sleeping and then like I've gotten healthy and sobered up a bit and still don't sleep (laughs) so it's crushing uh, every time it comes back it's absolutely the worst thing ever uh so I uh have always hated morning exercise because like it's hard if if you're up from four to six and then you're getting up at six thirty to go running when you could be sleeping until seven forty five. I know. Because and then like commuting for an hour. So I've always hated it, but now when I can like get out of the shower and get on email while I'm still like in a towel making a fruit smoothie and like sort of dry off while I'm answering my first emails of the day and then finish breakfast and then come back to my desk, it's made it a lot easier. Um, and I also like get up at 7.30 instead of 6.15 to do a six or seven mile no, run no before small difference. coming home. And yeah, and still like giving myself an hour to get ready for school <laughs> and not be like frantic and disgusting oh, yeah. first thing in the morning. I, um, usually I'm most consistent about it if I shoot for the afternoon. And I was lucky when I was, wor- well, I guess when I was working in schools, I wasn't out at school time. I was usually out around home by like six, between six and eight. Um, depending on how late my other jobs went, um, or class or whatever. Um, yeah, but there was a while, my longest stretches of working out have been like consistently either like in the afternoon when I wasn't doing anything else, the, the spring before I left Southern Vermont, I had you know, I was just teaching. I had nothing else going on. Uh, that's not true. I was still working two other jobs, but, um, I had less (laughs) other like personal garbage going on. Um, so I was able to do that. And then, um, right when I moved to Burlington, I was doing a good stretch in the morning, um, which I guess is not that far after that. Um, but, uh, the afternoon worked really well for me, but I'm often either too exhausted after coming home from work or it bumps up against the enormous amount of time I have to give myself to eat anything, be it you know yeah. cooking or just suffering through that staring that chore staring at the food and then packing it up um trying again yeah. tomorrow whatever so I can't eat too late I can't do whatever you know and part of that is my stomach problems and part of that is emotional baggage <laughs> um but it takes a lot of time so Real. um I I had a lot of Relatable. trouble with doing that after work and I would love to do it in the morning but I very much have you know fight against um, I've been up from 4.30 to 6.30. Who am I to argue with that 6.30 to 7.15 nap? Um, it's not it's, worth it. I know it's it never, never is. It. And when I'm up and I drag my ass out, I love the morning. I love the morning so much. It's such a treat. Um, yeah. I, there was a couple, a couple times when I lived in Burlington because it's so far north that the sun is up literally from 4.30 to 10.30 almost. Like... Mm-hmm. In this, it was wild. There's nothing like it. And I was working at the farm, so I was up really early anyway. And there was a couple of days I just got up at like 4.30 or 4 or whatever. And was like, fuck it. I'm just, and like, I made jam. I worked out on the porch. I, you know, like yeah. lived my best life. Was taking a leisurely walk. That was the point I wanted to make is like, uh, no matter what time it is, I will walk. And I will walk for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. I don't take a short walk. Um and it is yeah. both, I suppose, exercise, but just so, like, emotionally cathartic for me. That's the closest thing I can say that I I do to, like, I don't meditate, and we just still don't want your meditation advice. Um, but, <laughs> no, like, and we never will, so please don't send A very <laughs> long dissociative walk is the closest I can get to that kind of feeling. Um, I'm trying to cut through all my bullet points. There was a couple more in there, but... Um, can we hype your marathon, please, and post some donation links? We have not breached this point yet in the podcast. I'm Jay's number one hype man. I'm everybody's number one hype man, but specifically, um, I'm here. Just, I'm just here for hype, um, and I'm here to make jokes. So, and I'm here to laugh at them. And that's free live cams, everybody. <laughs> Can you please? hype your run and donations like it was a podcast ad are you disappointed that your events were canceled because of COVID-19 
and then it fades to some sad faces. Are you upset that your organization is lacking sponsorship and funding because the New York City Marathon was canceled? Well, do we have a solution for you? Join Jay, who is running the New York City Marathon, a.k.a. the first ever Fuck COVID-19 Marathon. It's a sponsorship program for the Run Club Black Girls Run and also Front Runners NYC, which is a queer run club here in the city. And a miracle, miracle, <laughs> miracle of miracles, miraculously, uh, I requested that folks sponsor one person sponsor each mile of the marathon and i got 27 donors in under three hours and we raised almost uh i think it was just over a thousand dollars which was absolutely insane and incredible so what i've done is i've opened up my training runs for sponsorship i'll be running the 26.2 here in new york the first week of november the race was scheduled for november 1st and was canceled due to coronavirus, and it was very, very upsetting, Uh, so I decided that I was going to run it anyway. So I am about one month through marathon training, and we will uh, post links on our socials to the Google Sheet where you can sign up and find links to donate. Uh, As of right now, on July 27th, only a handful of training runs have been sponsored, and I've got three months to go. So, yeah. Thanks sponsor me it fucking sucks running is horrible and it's so hot and when I know that someone has paid a a company well a a foundation 25 dollars for me to run 12 miles it makes it a whole lot easier (laughs) so (laughs) and now we're back help put money where my mouth is (laughs) put your money where my mouth is (laughs) it's not the kind of podcast this is Uh, that's been the other like honestly another thing about quarantine where I'm just like yeah I'm fine because I'm I'm a runner I have been a runner since I was a preteen uh so really like I just wear a bandana over my face and have been running just as much as normal uh which has been great I think this would have been a much more challenging environment if I was a a gym focused person and I do all of my yoga is sort of short YouTube videos and that kind of thing I'm not a huge studio person so even transferring my exercise to an at-home environment has really not been that difficult like everything in my life is exactly lined up the way it needed to be to have a perfect quarantine and I'm I like can't can't stress how grateful and appreciative I am of that because I know even my most sort of chipper neurotypical friends are having trouble right now and I am not chipper or neurotypical and I think things would be a lot difficulter if I couldn't be exercising and enjoying the space and I live alone now, which, like, I'm very grateful for. I love my former roommates. They're my two best friends, and they just got married, and I was in the wedding, and it's incredible. Um, But having my own fridge to fill with treats and my own couch to lay down on and, yeah. um, I'm doing great. I'm so, like deeply at peace and happy to hear that you are happy and healthy um thanks pal and it's been a long it's been a long road it's a it's a long fucking time uh good for us and um there's nothing i am in greater support of than living alone uh it is the healthiest choice I have made for myself out of the many choices I've made. And I'm very protective of that space, um, which is wild because that was like the one, the hill I was willing to die on and all things change with time. So um, it's very weird. I've been thinking a lot the past week or two about, um, 
time. July is the midpoint of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's I, a couple things came up with, you know, like, oh, well, like, you know, how did you feel six months ago? How did you feel a year ago? How did you feel at the beginning of 2019? Like, whatever. And um, 2020 has absolutely in no way at all been the year I could have expected. And like, obviously on a large societal scale, but also like for me personally. Um, and it's been so good, which is so wild um, and so surprising to me in a lot of different ways because it's things I never would have expected. Um, but there has been a really like big weird shift recently and that like the past, in the past calendar year since like July of 2019, um, I was completely in flux and completely up in the air like pretty much every single month. Um, that things could have totally changed if it was my job or my relationships or where I was living or all of those things or like in some capacity like or school um, things were really wildly wildly different at pretty much every point for the last calendar year and I'm now at a point where like I don't really know what my I'm finishing up working in the Adirondacks this week um and I had just moved right before I came up here. So like, I'm going back to a place that I've never really lived. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna do for work. Um, I'm not particularly stressed about either of those things, which is probably its own problem. Um, you know, I'm so, so thrilled to have such like an incredible supportive community of people I love so much, which is also a huge change because I have lived a state's distance away from everyone I know for five years. Um, and then some other people in my life have recently made some changes such that I was like, hmm, I don't particularly know that like I'm going to keep my apartment for another calendar year. I might move a little bit closer to some friends. Um, and it's so strange to be like thinking a full year ahead because like whatever job mm-hmm. I take and wherever I decide to move, like I have to start figuring that out now. And having been so constantly in flux for the past five years and the last year so intensely, like, thinking ahead is also not my strong point. Um, Because it entails knowing what you want. But I'm interested to see where this takes me as a, a foil of our earlier conversation about growth, like, some things are good and changed and says, you know, big wheel keeps on turning, my dude. Everything is up in the air. I have no idea what's coming and I'm excited to find out. I hope. You're going to be 30 uh, this year. I'm- Not to rat you out on the pod. <laughs> it's fine. No, I have been well. My teenage dating history uh with older men is a story for a very different podcast episode. But uh, I've been, I've been pushing to thirty since I was at twelve, sixteen, eighteen, uh, and I'm finally, I'm finally there. And I know so many like adults when I was like twenty four, twenty five, where I was like, I can't wait to be thirty because I've been trying to be thirty since I was sixteen years old. And they're like, it's not as good as you think it is. Like you have to pay bills and like figure out how to live. And I was like, bitch, <laughs> do I look like someone who hasn't been paying their own cell phone bill since they were sixteen years old? Get out of my face. About bills. About being thirty and needing to pay bills. Please. Goodbye. I also, like, am in the best shape of my life. Everyone, please look at me because I'm so fit and my skin is finally cleared up and I've got a good haircut now because I don't cut it myself. I can't wait for 30. Those are all incredible things. 30 is going to be the bomb. I can't wait for 30. I have no fear. I have no fear of 30 because I have no fear of death because I've been trying to kill myself since I was also 8, 12, 16. To, to follow up on that, 18. I was going to say I can't believe you've been I can't believe you've been pushing to 30 because every single year I'm surprised I'm still alive. Um, that's my favorite thing about my birthday to be like, wow, you really thought you were never going to be this old. I f- fuck my birthday. That was hard sarcasm. But like. Um, every single year I'm like, you were never going to be alive. You were never going to make it this long. It's crazy. And here Here we we are. are. 30 flirty and thriving. Yeah, dog. 
I'm gonna fucking no start and flirt like, and I'm that. fuck in at thirty. <laughs> um, we've been going for a little over an hour, which is fucking hilarious. Uh, I don't understand how we're gonna keep doing this, but we are. We're just gonna keep filming episodes until we can't anymore. Um, I want to wrap up. We have so many like funny little bips and blobs at the end of episodes. Um, but since you mentioned your birthday and my birthday, uh, I want to know. Well, I know, but I want them to know. Uh, what's your sign? What's my sign? Baby? You know, but you want them to know. Um, I thought you were literally asking me, like, I don't know. You tell me you no. know. Um, I, and I absolutely was like, you must know. know. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you more information than you asked for. So, readers, I'm a Sagittarius. Um, I'm a Sagittarius uh-huh. son. Excuse me. Not here for your judgment. No. I'm, uh-huh. Everyone I've ever loved is a Sagittarius. Mood. So. All, I have a lot of very dear uh, people who share your sign. I won't give it away yet. Uh, a lot of my very close friends. Um, but I'm a Sagittarius sun, I'm a Pisces moon, and a Scorpio rising. For all of you who were dying to know at home. Uh, I bet people could have guessed. I'm an open book. <laughs> I just, I love your Sagittarius status. Um, because I have, I am in love with and have been in love with so many Sagittarii over the course of my I appreciate that because usually we just get hate, so... No, you guys are my favorite. I had to look it up because I only know that I'm a Capricorn. Uh, but I'm a Scorpio moon and a Virgo rising. Yeah, you are. I don't really know yeah, anything you about are. those other two parts. I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> That's an off-air conversation. Okay. Uh, but I know that I'm a Capricorn. You are. After we stop recording, I will, I'll tell you what it all means. Okay. But I'm an absolute 100% stereotypical Capricorn. Yes. Um, with a love, a love for the Sagittarius and uh a weird but like a 50 50 connection with the aquarius of like very stereotypical aquarius women in my life but the aquarius men i know are like have elements of that but very different all of my close friends who are capricorns were superior we're superior sign david bowie was a capricorn and joan didion was a sagittarius so do you do you have anyone cool you share your birthday with pat benatar that's cool my my only one is um um i i share with edith piaf singer of la vie en rose oh which is not interesting because no one knows who she is but i just missed sharing a birthday everyone knows who no she one is. knows who she is everyone i just missed sharing with um keith richards into pat benatar that's not true i'm into joan jett i'm also uh, probably into pat benatar though that shoulder shake yeah that's uh, queer history if you know what i'm talking about you're gay mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And if you're if you aren't if you don't think you're this gay, is you queer are, coding. So surprise. Um, when's your birthday? December nineteenth. The eighteenth. The nineteenth. Nineteenth. I can never get it right. I don't know why. I'm terrible. You're the tenth, right? Yeah. I'm I'm great. I know so much. Okay. Well, that went on for ten minutes, and I thought <laughs> you should have known no, better. I love it. I'm just you're kidding. Barking up the wrong tree. I should have known um, better. That's true. I will, um, if you check on our website or our Spotify, which will be linked in the notes below, um, I'm slowly yes. developing a uh, series of playlists that will match up with our episodes. Um, this one will probably be music uh, to listen to when it's just so fucking hot. Um, so so hot. check back. Hope you're listening. Thank you to lit match productions for having us on the network we are so excited it's been funny recording these episodes very out of time they will be released at a regular schedule um so it's just like yesterday our website went live and by the time this episode comes out because we are recording a bunch and then we'll be releasing every other week uh but but by the time it comes out uh Everyone is going to know about this website, but it came out yesterday and in real time. Uh, Thank you, Leah Eve Corbett, for designing our logo. Thank you, Zach Jackson, for composing our theme music. 
two of the best and brightest, two amazing human beings who did incredible work for us. And I'm so proud that they're a part of the project that we're working on. Check out all the other shows on Lit Match. Again, same thing. Um, A great honor to be a part of the opening class of podcasts on their network. Thanks for listening. Um, Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We can't promise we'll do anything about it, but um, we are interested (laughs) to hear what you have to say. Tell your friends. Um, I assume if you're listening at this point, you're someone we know dearly and who loves us very much. So tell your friends. Um, Take good care, you know? Be well. Sorry. Not I can't. I can't. I always forget. Uh, I mentioned Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Follow us, like us, subscribe us at FLC Podcast on Twitter, at Free Live Cams Podcast on Instagram. Follow us. Um, On Spotify, we are just listed under FLC right now. It is nearly impossible to find us. I am working on it. Spotify, if you're listening, please change your user interfacing. Um, I know people at Spotify. Great. Hook it up. Um, However, uh, we will directly link to either our profile or our playlist in the notes. Please follow us on Spotify. I will be updating it regularly. This is a really exciting project. So uh, we love you so much. We are having so much fun. Thanks for listening, guys.